0: Dr. Grant Greystone, known to the supernatural underworld as Doc Gravestone, gentleman necromancer, speared a fried clam with his fork, and nodded to the man sitting across the table. Burgess, as much as I appreciate your inviting me to dinner in such a fine establishment, I doubt this is a social call. Burgess grunted as he lit his pipe. He was a stout man in his fifties, bald but with a full beard and sideburns. The outer edge of a navy tattoo peeked out from his starched white cuffs, and his brown eyes, while perpetually half-closed, were sharp and alert. Always a man of purpose, Greystone. That's what I like about you. He let out a twin stream of smoke from his nostrils, and the air around them filled with the aroma of cherry tobacco. Here's the situation. He leaned forward, pipe in one hand, resting his elbows on the table. The navy, army, the Bureau of Investigation... We're all coming across some extraordinarily odd things lately. Normally we'd laugh off stories of men who can turn themselves into living fire, or reports of vampires and werewolves running around the streets of New York, Boston, or Philadelphia, and a good many of my colleagues do. But you, being an enlightened individual, have a broader view of the world. Thanks to you, unfortunately, that undead monstrosity you helped us with in Gloucester Bay made me realize that the world is bigger than just man i started seeking out colleagues in the other branches in service to the nation and found similar stories from all of them many of the men i spoke with were reluctant at first but then then it was like a dam bursting wasn't it like once they finally did start talking they had to get it all out Greystone nodded to himself when a person discovered that the world was in effect much larger than he or she had once thought this was the typical reaction i forget burgess said with a lopsided grin "'that this is old hat to you. "'Or rather, I don't forget, "'but it's amazing to me that the novelty of this could wear off.' "'He gave his head a shake. "'Anyway, the Bureau's director, a fellow named Hoover, "'has taken an interest in some of the, um, "'more outlandish cases that have occurred recently, "'and he decided to build a special prison "'to hold supernatural individuals and creatures "'that threaten the nation. "'All well and good.' Greystone said as he wiped his mouth with a linen napkin. But what does this have to do with me? Burgess lowered his voice. I want you to be in charge of security. Lay down permanent versions of those those protective chalk drawings I saw you make. Use those little demons to subdue unruly prisoners, that sort of thing. Greystone blinked. I must admit, dear friend, that I am... "'less inclined to work for a government "'since Congress went and passed Prohibition. "'Yet what you say is somewhat intriguing. "'Where might this prison be located?' "'Here in Boston,' Burgess said. "'Listen, Greystone, the first prisoner is arriving soon. "'Hoover's confident that the mechanical security "'he's put into place will be sufficient, "'but after seeing what I've seen, I know we need more. "'This is a matter of national security, "'and knowing what I know, well, "'let's just say I haven't slept much lately.' Greystone leaned back in his chair and crossed his arms over his deep purple vest. Questions raced through his mind, but in the end, redeeming himself in the eyes of the Almighty was the most important thing. He was not a completely selfish man, but not a completely selfless one, either. Perhaps doing good deeds like this would aid in his redemption and help Joan on to her rest. Who's your first prisoner? A Frenchman named um, Pierre Rochambeau. The blood froze in Greystone's veins, but he forced his face to remain calm as he took a sip of water. He desperately wished he could take a pull of whiskey from the flask in his vest, but doing so in such a public place was bound to attract the wrong kind of attention. "'I'll do it,' Greystone said once he'd swallowed. "'When do I start?' "'Tomorrow,' Burgess replied. "'I'm staying not too far from here, at the Union Park Guesthouse. You know the place?' "'Yes, it's lovely.' Greystone replied. The innkeeper makes wonderful coffee. "'Excellent. Come by tomorrow morning at eight sharp. I'll take you to the facility, and we'll get to work.' The men stood and shook hands. Burgess settled up the bill, while Greystone stepped away to use the toilet. He splashed some cold water on his face and stared at himself in the mirror. "'Pierre Rochambeau,' he whispered to himself. Burgess has no idea how much danger anyone near him is in. "'How do you know him, Grant?' greystone jumped as the ghost of his fiancée joan ire materialized next to him darling he said pinching the bridge of his nose for propriety's sake this is the men's washroom